0: On March 27th, 1995, Maurizio Gucci, the global head of the international luxury brand, was entering his office in Via Palestro in Milan.
1: Suddenly, a man gets out of a green Renault Clio holding a gun and in the blink of an eye, shot Maurizio dead and disappeared into the streets of Milan.
0: Immediately after his death, rumors started swirling around his ex-wife, Patrizia Reggiani, with whom Maurizio had just gone through a long and contentious divorce.
1: The media was quick to dub Patrizia the Black Widow, but with a lack of concrete evidence, the case went
0: cold. A few years later, an anonymous caller claimed to have information about the killer of Maurizio Gucci.
1: Who was really responsible for the death of Maurizio Gucci?
0: Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Well, Danny has a way better accent than me. Shouts out to literally studying Italian in college, but no big deal.
1: I feel like Dorit whenever I speak Italian because I do. I'm good at an R roll. Yes. I don't know if anything I'm saying, but that's it's all I got. It's
2: all, well, all I can do.
0: I was going to say, you do better than me. I can't roll my R's. So it's very embarrassing when I try to speak Italian because I'm like, no, I, I kind of like do know what this means, but I just sound like buongiorno. Like, well, I sound like I, Brad Pitt and in, *Inglorious Bastards. No,
1: well, you sound better than, I mean, because obviously we're talking about uh, Gucci, the Gucci murders. You sound better than the people in the House of Gucci trailer. <laughs> I feel oh, like oh after my God. we did that yeah, opening, listen, we could have been casted.
0: I was going to say, I at least, like, know my lane and I don't try to sound Russian.
1: Yeah. Well, also, I'm like, cause like you, like you said before we recorded, like Lady Gaga is Italian. She brings it up in every interview, and her last yeah. name, Stephanie Germanop, like Germanotta, like, like, how did you yeah. fuck this
0: up? And she literally, I just, I this is truly like my sleep sleep paralysis demon is thinking <laughs> of Lady Gaga. Go like father, son, and House of Gucci. Like, what are you talking about? House of Gucci. I feel like, yeah, Gucci, o Gucci is like fucking rolling really? over in his grave.
1: And he's like, "Am I actually Russian?" He's like, "Did I forget my? Did y'all do a twenty-three and oh me on God. me and forget to like let a bitch know?" Because <laughs> it sounds like they're sipping borscht when they're talking. It's, oh, full it's so
0: bad. It's so bad. I feel like they must have like paid these people so much money, and like you couldn't have gotten someone who can actually do an accent, or just don't make them have one. You know. Or also, and, like, why
1: don't you hire Italians? I mean, I get Adam that? Driver, Jared Leto, Lady Gaga. Those are names to call, but like. Let it be in Italian. Let some subtitles go on. You know what I mean? Like, I I thought we all were, like, jumping on that bandwagon. But now I guess not. Because I think that would have been... We
0: have Al Pacino. That's who we got.
1: I do think this movie would have been much better if it was made by Italians. I don't know who was behind it, but I just know the cast (laughs) is not. So here we are.
0: Yeah. I mean, also, I just have to say that just hire, like, an old, overweight man. Like, don't put Jared Leto in a million prosthetics. Like, why are we doing this?
1: You go, go, go to, like, just, like, a Jersey strip mall, a classic Seriously. Italian restaurant. You'll find a man there. You don't need You'll a Jared Leto. You'll find that
0: exact guy.
1: And also, I'm sure whoever you find is not also, like, low-key a cult leader.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. I'm like, what does he really bringing to this role that you couldn't find on someone who already looks like this?
1: Exactly.
0: I do not get it. But anyway, I'm excited for this train wreck of a movie.
1: Yes. And I'm also excited for this episode that we're doing.
0: Yeah. It's actually kind of a shame because honestly, this case is super interesting. I feel like it has everything like fashion, glitz, glamour, a hit. I mean, all the things we love.
1: This also, this is, I don't, I didn't watch it, but this is the thing. Like, uh, No, that was Versace who. Um,
0: yes. Which we could also Star do an episode. We what could... is with these, uh these fashion <laughs> houses getting murdered it's not good for my bank account i mean
1: i'm not buying anything but like once i googled gucci to research 40 minutes was spent on their home store bought nothing almost it it was a close call
0: (laughs) right i mean also who knew that fashion was such a dangerous business honestly i don't know
1: kelly Catron knew
0: (laughs) (laughs) well a quick history of gucci the brand because i think it's kind of relevant so yeah it was founded by Guccio Gucci after World War 1 in Florence, which I just have to Guccio Gucci. Like I, <laughs> What word? Now I'm we sorry. know
1: the inspiration behind Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs Gucci Gucci. A Gucci Gucci in Frienze, frienze as they call it. I'm just saying. Yes. And the I double Gs,
0: it does make sense now, but Oh. I feel like growing up <laughs> as Guccio Gucci could not have been easy.
1: Y'all either getting bullied hard or being a fashion mogul. I'm like, Seriously. maybe both. But I just realized that's what the double G's are for. Damn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so at the beginning, I mean, Gucci was known for their leather products, the signature being that the very chic Gucci loafer. I feel like they're still known for a loafer. Oh,
1: they are. I want one so bad. Yeah. I'm just it's putting like that in $500. The
0: world. Yep. I feel like. I think they're like 700. <laughs> oh, cool. I was like, that was my conservative estimate. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe one day. But Guccio had three sons who all fought over control of the company when he died. Um, but basically, when everything was said and done, Rodolfo Gucci, who was Maurizio's father, um, ended up becoming the majority shareholder. So it got passed down through his line. So then um, and we'll talk about this again later. But when Rodolfo died, Maurizio inherited his stake in the company. He inherited a fifty percent stake, and then I feel like, as is typical in like all rich family disputes, he sued the other members of the family for the rest God, of the company. Gotta love
1: it. Gotta love like, it.
0: A tr- like Succession. I mean, I only made it through one episode of Succession because I thought it was boring. But imagine <laughs> that's the plot.
1: I think. so. I mean, I have not seen a single episode, but I it's on my list as I like to say about every show. There we go.
0: <laughs> Also, here's a fun fact. So that case was led by the New York City prosecutor at the time, who was the one, the only Rudy Giuliani.
1: This man is a cockroach to controversy and issues. Like he pops up in every news story.
0: Like, I don't know how. Yeah, I'm just, he's completely off the rails. Him but he Paula. didn't always used to be so off the rails. That
1: Yeah, he, he has steered more and more off the or just becoming more prominent and pronounced as off the realness
0: yeah for sure and Maurizio kind of sucked at running a fashion company um the company really wasn't doing well so he ended up selling his stake in the company in a bahrain-based investment bank called investcore inventive
1: love took over
0: <laughs> and i think we'll touch on this again but by 1993 the company was fully sold the gucci family were no longer part of the ownership group this kind of breaks my heart. That's like, I I don't know why. I mean, just, it's kind of sad. (laughs) It's,
1: it's insane that like not even a single like part of them is in it. Cause imagine you're born with the last name Gucci and you're like, Oh, well you're not, you don't know. Um, see your granddad fucked up hard with that type of thing right like, oh. like
0: i would be trying to milk that generational wealth for literally i mean how how long did it get three generations come on i know you guys that's actually be very short that. yeah that's sure, not, not even right
1: skinny girl by bethany franco will last longer than that i swear Seriously. to
0: god like it was his it was this guy's grandfather it's <laughs> not like you know that's like you knew him you know yeah presumably
1: and also, I'm like, I also get confused. I'm like, how is Gucci? How does Gucci ever fuck up? I'm like, you have overpriced nice things that people like to buy to feel rich. I feel that is the perfect business model that would never fail.
0: Yes. Yeah, so basically, we need to start a fashion line. I mean, we do have merch, so <laughs> we do have merch. So never I, mind.
1: Yeah. Let me get in some more designs.
0: Yeah, we're gonna come up with some uh, not another true crime loafers. <laughs>
1: oh, I would wear those. Oh, we Available need to get on yeah. on top edges. Ooh. okay yes into it all right um so before we get into what we're gonna get into everything and we mentioned her for a little bit but we're gonna bring her back uh someone who goes by the name of patricia reggiani there you go lady gaga is playing her right yes yeah so this is the house father son house of gucci she yes
0: she was like lady gucci but then became (laughs) the black widow
1: lady gucci and lady gaga i will say gaga kind of looks like looks ish looks the part
0: ish she looks the part-ish, but I do feel Doesn't, like if we can make Jared Leto into an overweight old man, then we could have <laughs> chosen anyone to play Patrizia.
1: Just find any, any girl studying abroad in Frienzé, and then that would be a better <laughs> operation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So while all... Shout out to anyone who studied abroad in Frienzé, I know you loved it. Uh, while all of this was going on, though, Maurizio was dealing with his own divorce from Miss Patrizia Reggiani. She was born yes. to a waitress and a much older father, who made his money in trucking in a small city outside Milan. Chic as
0: fuck. Respect.
1: I know, like, anything that, is, like, happens with anything in Italy, I'm like, wait, near Milan, that chic probably is, <laughs>
0: like, it's probably, like,
1: how we're, like, like a suburb of Jersey's outside of the city, but I'm like, okay, Milan. <laughs> right. They were not very rich. Oh, no, they were very rich. Sorry. They were very rich, but not part of Milan's high society, which is sad. Uh, she was dubbed... <laughs> I don't know. Like, In this was...
0: episode where we feel bad for rich people. <laughs> oh, man.
1: I, I will give a pity womp womp if the girl sends me loafers. I mean, I'm sure True. she can't really get any
0: loafers now. But... Probably not. But she is working for this new, like, uh, this other, um, it's like a jewelry company doing some design work she as cute. part of her work release. So yeah. maybe we'll get some, some gaudy necklaces.
1: Ooh, gaudy. Yeah. House, uh, that's Barcelona. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um So she was dubbed the quote unquote Liz Taylor of luxury labels in the 70s and
0: 80s. She also, like, people would remark how she looked like Liz Taylor a lot.
1: And the pre Liz Taylor. I mean, I love Liz Taylor, but girl ebbed and flowed like myself. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she was a very natu- uh, natural beauty, I guess we could call it. Uh, Patrizia and Mauricio met in their early 20s at a party in Milan. All of this sounds so romantic. They got married in 1972, and they had a daughter together, Alessandra.
0: They also had another daughter later. It was Alessandra and Allegra, I think.
1: Oh, Alleg- I know an Allegra. Lovely name. Yeah, we love that. And like, I feel like with any rich family, the marriages never go well. Like, there's always drama that goes down. And this notably, the drama came from Maurizio's father, Rodolfo, who was, the, like we said, the OG son of Cuccio. He disliked Torrizia's background and strong personality. I think he also considered her like a social climber, just Mm -hmm. kind of like marrying for status, which like... I
0: feel like she was a social climber, (laughs) like not even in a a derogatory way, but she started off not part of this like elite society and then she kind of got her way in there. So...
1: Well, that's what I gotta say, honey. Sometimes social climbing is just networking with champagne, you know. That's what and I'm you, yes. you you gotta Wait, do what gotta you gotta, put gotta put fucking that do. On a that'll be or that'll be my Gucci belt, you know, because it's like also like social. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to be in the Gucci family. <laughs> Who would not? No, completely. <laughs> so for that part, we shout her out. We don't shout out everything she does, but that part right? we do. Um, so they were really like the. Couple du jour, not to use a French term for this Italian family, but they
0: <laughs> how were dare like the, you?
1: They were the couple <laughs> of the moment. They hung out with Jackie O and the Kennedys. I mean, like literally living kind of like the most glamorous life. They drove around New York in a car with the license plate. Uh Maurizia.
0: We love a celeb couple
1: name. We love uh, Maurizia. F- they almost i f- I want to say they might have OG'd that, like OG'd a celeb couple name because I don't really know that many yeah. other ones.
0: I mean, that's definitely pre-Benefer.
1: Yeah, pre benifer I was going to say Bert and Ernie, but that's just Bernie Sanders. Who, he does kind of look like both of them. What? <laughs> if Bert and Ernie oh my had God. a child, it could have been Bernie Sanders. Hear me out. I'll stop talking about it.
0: <laughs> in this essay, I will.
1: But <laughs> uh, like my essay, things started to unravel for this couple, for the <laughs> Uh So it all happened when Rodolfo died in 1983 and he left Maurizio his 50% stake in Gucci. Now that's some, um, right when I said that, your Italian poster started moving behind you. It's like oh, yes. Italy it's knows. Oh yeah, it's So at this point, and I feel like this is still true, uh, the brand was kind of overexposed. The Gigi logo was everywhere and it started to lose some of its prestige. It kind of, you know how like every housewife has a GG belt? I feel like every person, like we all had the rich girl in high school who had like the GG belt too. Yeah. Maybe not high school. I was going to yeah.
0: say, like every girl has the same Michael Kors purse. Yeah, it it starts to
1: become like a, it's like becomes part of a starter pack situation of yeah. like showing off. You um, get direct deposits from your family. Shout out to all right, yeah.
0: and that's that's going to be our reasoning for not owning anything Gucci. Like, oh, it's just too overexposed.
1: It's too overexposed. Yeah, except for my sunglasses that I bought drunk and I'm still paying them off.
0: Oh my god, uh, <laughs> <laughs> love it.
1: Yeah, uh, so. Patricia said it was because Maurizio stopped listening to her about the brand. Mind you, remember she was considered like a very well-versed person in branding and stuff like that. So this yeah, is,
0: she was like kind of helping out with the, with the business a lot. Sort until of like the Rodolfo the died. And then Maurizio kind of just tried to like consolidate control.
1: The, he went from Gigi to CC, Gucci to co- c- consolidate and control.
0: There we go. So
1: he stopped listening to her about the brand. He thought that she was meddling too much. You know, family businesses things get murky. But doesn't matter that much because the marriage did not last too long. And by 1985, Springsteen Madonna way before Nirvana, <laughs> they were already <laughs> trying. <laughs> they were already trying to get a divorce, which dragged on for years. Rich yeah. divorces take time.
0: I mean, Petruccio wanted that money, so. And can I say,
1: get the coin? <laughs>
0: That's what, yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame her. Like, if you marry a Gucci, I mean, first of all, I'd be keeping that last name.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I would. I would have that tattooed on me. <laughs> so, acor- <laughs> um, according to Patrizia, Maurizio said that he was going on a business trip to Frienze, also known as Florence, one day. <laughs> and get this. Just never came back. Had a messenger go to her, say, like, Hey, um, that business trip—he is actually just done
0: with you. <laughs> Damn. So, talk about the original ghosting.
1: That GG Gucci ghosting—that is a very <laughs> intense one, right there. If you're married, I would not recommend. Yeah, um, don't do try all. <laughs> yeah. So shockingly, the divorce was a little bit messy and a little bit contentious. In 1993, just after Maurizio has sold his final stake in Gucci. For about two hundred million dollars, casual, Torricia was just given a mil, a million, a million, a million dollars as part of the settlement, and she was not happy. I, 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 I mean, I get it because I'm sure she was <clears throat> probably was expecting a little bit more for like maybe like a half-half situation also because she helped out with a lot of the branding and kind of like <clears throat> made herself part of the company. Yeah. Um, so she was not pleased. Gucci's lawyers proposed a 2.5 million divorce settlement plus 650k annually. Huh? She shot it down and got a better deal. So Yeah,
0: I don't know what that deal was, but the Guardian like mentioned this how she was like negotiating real tough. So she got this $1 million dollar settlement, I guess, but they did say that she negotiated a better one, although I don't know that she it took a long time for her to receive it because then she went to prison prison
1: so <laughs> um adding an insult to injury just a little salt on the Oof. wound salt baying it up uh <laughs> during this time Maurizio has started dating a younger model named Paola Franchi yeah Paola Franchi whom he had met in uh Saint Moritz and was reportedly planning a wedding with Yeesh. there's always a model with the planning of a wedding
0: she hate to see it
1: <laughs> apparently during this time.
0: <laughs> and she was like, this has got to be like such a cliche because she was a younger model. She was like I blonde, know. just, you know, although she did say that she really hated that she was cast by the media as this gold digger because she was like the husband I left for Maurizio was richer than him. But like, OK, OK, fair.
1: Yeah. The gag is, I guess Maurizio was like, you thought he would be rolling in everything, not rolling in as much as these ladies. <laughs> I mean, 200
0: million, to. I'll take it. I'm not going to sniff that, that. Oh, if someone was
1: giving me 650K annually to be divorced from them, I would not even have thought to fight back that. <laughs> I'll
0: take that deal.
1: Yeah, but apparently uh, during this time, Patrizia started, you know, when things go south, she started toying with like, you know, the idea of like maybe... De- Killing her ex husband. I mean, like, haven't we all wait? The Wendy Williams clip clap if you ever wanted to kill somebody. (laughs) 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 I mean, Wendy's on her side. (laughs) Literally, in in court proceedings down the road, she did say, I have to admit that for a time, I truly wanted to get rid of him. I wanted to do it. And so I was going around asking for people to do it. But my intentions ended there a mere obsession, a mere desire. What wife has never said I'd kill that guy?
0: Oh, sure. Sure, Jan. Yeah. Like she kind of does this a lot and I'm like this is not the defense you think it is. No. Like your a good defense is not. Well, who among us has not <laughs> wanted to kill her husband? Being yeah. mean, like, "Come on, who hasn't gone up to strangers saying, "Hey, are you a hitman?" <laughs> like seriously. I just this it, it's almost comical because it's like she really She can't help herself,
1: (laughs) can't help herself.
0: So let's talk about this hit that Patrizia definitely did not commission. (laughs) Definitely not. Definitely not. On March 27th, 1995, Maurizio was entering his office on Via Palestro in Milan, and he was shot. The gunman shot him three times in the back and once in the head. Oof, like a coward. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is true.
0: The doorman Giuseppe Ornato was also shot, but he miraculously survived and he was the only per- person to witness the crime. And then like pretty much immediately, people started suspecting Patrizia somehow did this. Um, and she was dubbed the Dova Nera, the Black Widow, obviously.
1: Love that in Italian. Beautiful. Dova Nera. Beautiful. Great Iggy and Rita song too. We
0: love it. So but the only problem was I don't even think it was a mystery so much that it was like an open secret. But there was yeah. just so little evidence that the case went cold for about two years until. Also, this reminds mm. me of the Black Widow of New York, Barbara Kogan. She kind of did the same oh. thing, but she got away with it for like 10 years or longer.
1: A girl had a few election cycles in between her belt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Patrizia should have called out Barbara. Actually, I think it happened after. Oh,
1: they should. Yeah, you know,
0: she didn't do great. All the money in the world, and you can't hire a good hitman. <laughs> you know, what does what money get
1: I, you? Seriously, you what can I say? First. but in
0: 1997 the case blew wide open. A tip led to Reggiani's arrest, as well as that of the hitman and also two other people involved. So here's what went down. Ba-bum on january eighth nineteen ninety seven an anonymous person called the police and said they had valuable information regarding the Gucci murder and this is actually funny because they they basically called to ask um ask for Filippo Nini, who was the main detective on the case, and on the phone, they were like, "I have one word, Gucci," and then like a truly Gucci. dramatic status so. When he ended up meeting with the lead detective, they the the informant said that he was staying at a hotel in Milan and heard the porter bragging about having recruited the killer. Mm. And so then uh, Filippo went down the rabbit hole and eventually found the truth. Patrizia had ordered the murder of her ex-husband. I mean, the truth that we already knew shocker. <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Shocker. Yeah. So remember when she said she went around asking for people to kill her husband, like real subtle.
1: Hey Hey, kids. Yeah.
0: Hey kids. Yeah. She put out like a MySpace or Craigslist ad. No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So one of those people that she asked was just Giuseppina or or also known as Pina, um, who was a longtime friend of hers. And also I, the Forbes noted this, that, like, people called her a sorceress, or she was a self described sorceress.
1: Can I say one thing? If you call yourself that, I ain't gonna fight it. Yeah. I want no sorcery on my apartment, being <laughs> to do whatever you wanna say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, here's like, okay, here's kind of what Patrizia says is that she says that Giuseppina didn't understand that Patrizia was just like joking and <laughs> gossiping. And actually went around to look for a hitman. I mean, okay, in relatable. Pe-
1: in *Penis Defense*, how many times do people joke around being like, trying to find someone to kill my husband? You know, it's a, that's not that, that's not really a marvelous Mrs. Maisel line.
0: <laughs> I definitely feel like there's a big line between like, ugh, I want to fucking kill him, and mm-hmm. like, hey, do you actually know anyone? Like, seriously, <laughs> yeah. hey,
1: hey, sorceress, who you got on your Rolodex? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I just I don't feel like that's gossip. Um, oh. So that then basically, Patrizia claim. Well, we'll get to this later. But Patrizia essentially claims that Pino went out and got this hitman when she didn't want it, and then essentially blackmailed Patrizia into paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of that movie Stillwater with Matt Damon oh. that Amanda Knox just dragged because she dragged in the, the premise of the movie. And I I think this is a spoiler, but also every Outlet is talking about it. But the premise of the movie is that the girl who's based on Amanda Knox actually is involved with the with the murder. And but basically because she told someone that she wants to get rid of her roommate and they took it seriously and killed them.
1: It's a, it sounds I mean, well, I'm torn because it sounds like a good movie, but Amanda knocked drafted a lot. I don't know if I should watch it. I don't know. I
0: happening. mean, I think she had really valid points. So, I mean, I'm also not going to go see it anyway. No. Let's be real. I'm not stepping into a movie theater. Also, Matt Damon is just
1: yeah. being problematic <laughs> poor, lately. Or Matt Damon's daughter just in her room being like, what is happening?
0: <laughs> Seriously. She, I was like, uh, I got to write another treatise now.
1: <laughs> I'm like this. I'm like, this is why like celebrities, like rich people, like they should have kids if they want to have kids. But y'all got to like... Don't make your kids write treatises. Me, the Kunis, Kristen and Bell bathe your children. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: Like, oh, my God.
1: library has got to take it down a notch.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, that. Yes. OK, so where were we? Oh, yes. OK, the Amanda, the old still water excuse of <laughs> I said, get rid of him. And she took it seriously. Classic. So apparently Pina asked the porter of a hotel in Milan, whose name was Ivano Savioni, to find a guy for a little quick murder, you know, just a casual, just a little boop and a moose bush, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Also, like, what fucking hotels are you going to in <laughs> Milan where you're just going <laughs> to ask, like, I don't know, the con- I don't really know what a porter is like the concierge or whoever uh, you're I- like, oh, can I get you anything for your say? Yeah, please send up a bottle of champagne to room 402. And also, if you know any good hitmen. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think a
1: porter is like the bellhop in a sense, because porter okay, means, that to is what port means to carry. Yeah. And that, okay, look at this coming out. And it's, I guess it kind of also reminds me of Cecile Hotel. I'm like, what the shit is going on at oh this fucking God, hotel? Yes. Like, Do we have to unpack this hotel at a later date?
0: I know. Was it like a haunted Milan hotel? Right. I just, What, what hotel are you asking? Like you slipped the bellhop at like $5 for bringing your luggage up. And then you're like, while I have you. Right. <laughs> you know, any good murderers? <laughs> I, I,
1: by the way. Yeah.
0: BT dubs. So the porter agreed and negotiated a price, which ended up being around three hundred sixty five thousand. I don't know if this was lira or dollars. I think it was lira. And anyway, then that's he a lot recruited this other guy, Benedetto, Chirrolo to do the job. I don't know who this other guy is, but I guess they were friends. So apparently Patrizio wanted Maurizio dead before his wedding. And she was also worried that if he had children with Paola, her daughters would get nothing in an inheritance. So, I mean, the clock was ticking. I suppose. <laughs> the clock
1: was ticking. And it's also like fair, but there's length. There's like, I feel like a lawyer that could help you with that, but we're I mean, here now.
0: <laughs> I feel like we've done so many cases where like someone gets murdered for like over a divorce. We just did that one. Right. With um,
1: oh, um, the wood
0: chipper, the wood chipper. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I just feel like losing all your assets and going to prison for life is way more expensive than a divorce. Yeah. Tell Erica Jane that. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. And so also during this time, like while they were divorced, Patrizia would also call Maurizio and like leave these abusive messages. And this is the crazy part, because if he didn't answer, she would like send him these (laughs) diatribes on a cassette tape.
1: You got you to gotta give a round of applause when a round of applause is due. That is kind of like a yes. uh, crazy ex-girlfriend level that I could get behind sometimes, maybe.
0: I mean, that is bonkers. Like, fuck a mixtape. I'm sending you a threat <laughs> tape. I, oh my God, I can't believe it. And in one of the tapes, she said the inferno for you is yet to come. Or I think another translation was hell for you is yet to come. But she was pissed and she was making it known.
2: Oh,
1: yes. She was making Number one end.
0: tip, don't do that if you're planning a murder.
1: Don't leave a literal trail of evidence.
0: Seriously.
1: Saying that <laughs> hell will come for you.
0: Seriously. And here's what's also very funny. As the investigation continued, the authorities were kind of looking for something to incriminate Patricia. And when they looked in her diary, which, by the way, was a Cartier diary. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I didn't even know they made diaries. I did not know That's either. How not rich I am.
1: I'm like, did she scrawl this on a diamond?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just engraved on the back of her love (laughs) bracelet or something. (laughs) But they found she'd written uh, the the Greek word for paradise in her diary on the day of the killing. (sighs) Busted. Not looking good. Which is funny because she was like, oh, I just, I thought that would be a good name for my next villa. (laughs) What a rich excuse. (laughs) Seriously but also don't keep a diary again. Tip number two, if you're going to commit a murder, like don't keep a diary of it.
1: You got to You got to not even paper as post that shit. No, you got to get rid of some things.
0: Yeah. You got to lock it in your brain, throw away the key.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is what's even like more savage. Um, so since Paola and Maurizio were living together at his apartment at the time of his death um, and they weren't married, Patrizia had them evicted and she did that the day after the murder. But even more savagely was that she literally got the eviction notice notarized hours after the hit.
1: Ooh. yeah. You don't mess with this girl.
0: You don't mess with this bitch. And then, <laughs> truly. And then she moved into the apartment with her two daughters and stayed there um, until she was caught. Mm hmm. The way that she was caught was uh, yes. So the the porter ended up blabbing about the murder. And this led to a sting operation in which police wiretapped everybody's phones. Patrizia Pina, uh, the hitman, the friend who set Mm -hmm. up the hitman, the getaway driver tapped all their phones and they got them to talk about the hit. So like I said, there was like a big trial. It was it was like the trial of the the decade. That
1: also reminds me because it kind of reminds me of like in Varsity... Lose the doc when they talked about like getting rich people 100%. to talk on the phone about anything is really easy because they are just so blinded by their wealth that they're like, huh, ah, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> cause they're not actual criminals.
0: It reminded me of that. And the one guy who was like attempting to be smart and was like, I'm not talking about this over the phone, but it was too late cause they had them already. They
1: already too little, too late.
0: No, hundred percent. I mean, this was like the trial of the century. Patrizia maintained her innocence. She still maintains it. She, she admits she did pay Pina about two hundred thousand, but she said that Pina arranged the hit all by herself and was basically threatening Patrizia mm-hmm. if she didn't pay. Um, but I will say that
2: <laughs> even during this
0: trial, this bitch could not help herself, and she like literally said, "But it was worth every lira." So that don't would, you. She would do this kind of stuff. She would be like, "Oh, but who hasn't wanted to kill their husband?" But it was worth it. Like she would. Patricia,
1: stuff that does not go over well for jurors, judges, and the like.
0: Yeah, Patricia. I mean, so then everybody was convicted, all five of them. (laughs) You get a
1: sentence, you get a sentence, you get a sentence. Yeah,
0: yeah. like they did this shit.
1: (laughs) They all did it, and um, they still done it. So, the aftermath of all this, Patricia was sentenced to 26 years in prison, uh, after an appeal. When did she... She got out in, like, 20... 2014. 2014, yeah. So she was also meant to pay uh Ronato, the doorman, about 142,000 euros in restitution, but never has. I feel like she never will at this point.
0: <laughs> she No, she's not doing that shit.
1: Because she's saying that she can't because she's bankrupt, even though her daughters inherited Maurizio's million, So...
0: But it actually is a thing because they won't give her the money and basically she didn't even get her divorce settlement like the daughters have it and they were withholding it and she Mm. sued them. And then a court ruled that she was owed it, but then there was appeal. I think the last I read of it was in this Forbes article was that it was in, it like made its way up to the Supreme Court. Yeah. I feel,
1: I feel any judge is going to side with her kids. (laughs) You know? I
0: I know. I'm like, well, she was owed the money, but then she killed the man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of one of those like,
0: Huh. Yeah, what is right?
1: What is fair? It yeah. sounds
0: like Taylor Swift's next song. She was owed the money, but she killed the man. Oh
1: yes! Oh, I'm into it. I'm into with Phoebe Bridgers because she's going to be on the new album. There we go. So get ready to cry, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hitman was put in prison for life. I got. Uh, I mean,
0: he did do it. He, he pulled the it. trigger.
1: He did do it. Uh, Arimena, the sorceress, or So a uh, pina was given 25 years in prison.
0: I guess, same as Patrizia, just a little, okay. Almost the same. I feel like she did most of the heavy lifting. She did the most, and also she
1: was sorceress. She she was occupied, (laughs) I'm sure she could have occupied herself (laughs) quite easily. You're a sorceress, you can't
0: even pull off a clean hit? Come on. Also, you can't escape prison? What's your sorcery for? Right.
1: Regioni was allowed to keep a pet the in prison named Bambi. thought that was so funny. I don't like Italian prison must. I'm like, what? Seriously.
0: How, how do I like, like, get she in there? a joke. She served 16 years. Now she's working at some like other like high end designer. She had mm. a fucking ferret in prison.
1: Who? I mean, someone did um, sit on said ferret and uh, the ferret did die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I want to keep a pet. I, I can't oh- even keep a pet in my New York City apartment. This bitch gets a ferret in prison. I was going to say, uh, being
1: in prison, being jailed up with an animal, that was just quarantine then. That's,
0: <laughs> That's true. Not That's That's quarantine. True. Oh, uh, and this shit will last 16 years, probably, it, at
1: this it, rate. Oh, it fucking actually will. Hoy, uh, in 2014, Reggiani began, like I uh, was saying, a work release program after spending 16 years in prison. She was, she was fully released, free, as long as she keeps to her parole. Uh, one of the first things she did when she was out of prison was go shopping uh on via monte napolone in milan so i don't really know where she that was like came.
0: decked to the fuck out i think that's just like a big street in milan like you know um, they had the Champs Elysees, you know this bitch was decked out in like jewels going shopping claiming she's bankrupt
1: yeah she's like i'm so broke but in <clears throat> versace she's actually erica jane
0: <laughs> i mean seriously <laughs>
1: uh, erica jane did not uh kill her husband yeah no, but, yeah. um she <laughs> kidding her lawyers I think her lawyers are too occupied to see us. You know what I mean? Just being like, I have no money. And I'm like, you have 98 Chanel bags.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: Around this time, some paparazzi asked her why she had ordered her ex-husband to be killed. And <laughs> allegedly she said, my eyesight is not so good. I didn't want to miss. Mike, motherfucking drop. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I just I'm like, this is the thing where I'm like, Patricia, like, you really want us to believe that you didn't do this. I guess
1: now that you the time is it. served, she's like, yeah,
0: <laughs> I know. Like, this is such OJ vibes. Like, I didn't do it. But if I did, this is how like, girl, you did it. We girl. know everybody knows
1: it's like that. This it's that not a like, joke. We know it. you're not. OK, and it's OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: this was not a joke. Um, as far as the, you know, the brand impact, this was actually really interesting because the murder happened right as, uh, Domenico de Sole and a little guy named Tom Ford, were Tom trying Ford. to revitalize the brand after like this whole Gucci family. I mean, the murder and also the family, uh, like fight in the '80s, and basically the brand like just tried to ignore the whole murder and the trial and everything and distance themselves from the family. Although I did read one report that apparently on the day that Patrizia was sentenced, the stores hung like silver handcuffs in the window. But then Gucci like refused to comment on that. I think this is for the Guardian,
1: mm, so drama. I don't know if
0: they actually did that. Um, but in any case, I mean, mm. Gucci, you know, they're they're doing great right now, living better now.
1: They've got lines at the doors. Yeah.
0: But, I just feel like this case just has everything. And I know it's so interesting. I mean, I remember like reading a quote basically that was like, this captivated Italy because it was so dramatic and it was so high society. And like, it wasn't a mafia crime. It was just like this like money greed. It, it,
1: yeah, it's just over obsession and jealousy, like a social climate. Like it has, it's just like every single facet of fascination, right? That or a person would want to jump into, right? Company.
0: I mean, which is why I just I hope the movie is well done, but I don't think it's going to be very well done. Just looking at the trailer, just kind of glancing at
1: anything a part of it doesn't seem that good. Uh, yeah, but. Happy for Lady Gaga always, I guess. That's kind of Yeah, you of know? course.
0: I don't know that she'll be winning an Academy Award for this one.
1: <laughs> no. But what I do know, well, she has an amazing song called Love Game. Jorge, I'm sure, has a very unthemed <laughs> game for us.
0: <laughs> Love it.
2: What an intro, Danny. Thank you. <laughs> this case really does have it all. Uh, It's such a cool case, and like Sarah, I do feel like the movie looks maybe like it it won't really hit the mark, but let's all hope, cross our fingers, that the movie does it justice.
1: Let's hope, like the assassin, it hits the mark. Kidding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, in today's game, we're going to dive in to the world of fashion. Specifically, fashion movies. Ooh. Because although the House of Gucci doesn't look too promising, there are two movies that captured the world of fashion beautifully. One of them was The Devil Wears Prada, yes! and yes, the other one is of course Zoolander.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so hot right now. So today's so
2: game is called The Devil and the Zoo, and Ooh. I have a series of quotes here. They're oh, either yeah. from. The Devil Wears Prada or from Zoolander is going to be your job to tell me which oh. quote is from which I wait. movie. I'm excited. Okay. All right. Up first is Sarah. Here is your quote. I should say some of these quotes, I've edited them slightly, taking out names and anything that would give that it That makes sense. Just for clarity. But here it is. What have you done? Nothing. You've done nothing. Nothing. And I will be a monkey's uncle if I let you ruin this for me. Because if you can't get the job done, then I will.
0: That's like something Mugatu would say. I'll go with Zoolander. That is correct, and hey. you get an
2: extra point for guessing the character <laughs> correctly. Ooh. That it was Mugatu. <laughs> that is so.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Daddy, this one's for you. But what if this isn't what I want? I mean, what if I don't want to live the way you live? Oh, don't be ridiculous. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants to be us.
1: I mean, iconic scene after France Fashion Week. Devil Wears Prada. Andy asking Meryl. Merrill saying everyone wants to be us putting the sunglasses on. Yes. Seven.
2: Two points for Danny. That was beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well done. All right. Next up, Sarah. You don't deserve them. I mean, you eat carbs for Christ's sake.
0: <laughs> Ooh. It's actually a hard one. That is hard. I think it's Devil Wears Prada.
2: That is correct, Sarah. That is correct. It was Emily Blunt's character. It was Emily Blunt's character.
0: Oh, good job. One
2: point for Sarah. All right, next up. One point for Emily Blunt. I just love her. (laughs) her.
0: She's a comedic actress,
2: and she doesn't get enough accolades for that. Actually, 50 points for Emily Blunt. Yes. She's in the lead. (laughs) Yay! Go, Emily. All right, next up, a little bit of a longer one. This one's for Danny. Do you understand that the world does not revolve around you and your do-whatever-it-takes ruin as many people's lives so long as you can make a name for yourself as an investigatory journalist? Ooh. Is that Devil Wars Prada? That is incorrect, Danny. Ah, oh.
0: No matter how many people you leave dead and bloodied and dying along the way, <laughs> just so you can make a name for yourself as an investigative journalist. I love this movie. Oh, the investigative journalist confused
1: me because, like, what didn't she want to like interview like janitors for her dream job? Yeah. And I was like, okay, (laughs) why are you at Vogue?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know that one I thought was so cool that the both movies have like a journalist. You
0: need like a journalist as the antagonist in these fashion movies, you know? Like, who are they afraid of? Uh,
1: Well,
2: how to lose a guy in seven days. Yes. Is there a journalist in that one too?
0: She's like a... She's the journalist. journalist.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's the journalist. Her thing, and that's her thing. She was like, I want to cover the war. They're like, uh, try to date Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally how
0: the movie starts.
2: <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I need to it's revisit so, that. It's,
0: it's so wild.
2: Hard. All right, Sarah, this one's for you. Ooh. Moisture is the essence of wetness, and wetness is the essence. It's the essence
0: of beauty. beauty. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Zoolander.
2: That is correct.
0: I've seen this movie so many times. Like, I have not seen
1: it in so long, and oh. I know I really want to.
0: I feel like this was my personality in like eighth grade. Was just, this is like Watching before Zoolander. memes? You just all you would do was like recite quotes. Anchorman quotes with your friends.
1: I know. I never loved Anchorman though. That's my hot take.
0: I didn't. I feel like I just liked the quotable factor, but like That's it's fair. kind of it's kind of dumb.
2: I think movie quotes were the original memes, right?
0: Oh, for sure.
2: That is true. Before the internet.
1: And you'd put them as away messages. That's kids. True. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you put them quotes in the MSN Messenger as your yeah. little status.
1: Oh. <laughs> Simpler times.
2: Simpler times. All right, Danny. This one's for you. Uh-huh. Okay. You think that you're too cool for school, but I have a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You are it. Zoolander. That is correct, Danny. <laughs> that is Zoolander. Such a
0: good one. <laughs> That's so good.
2: All right, Sarah. This was for you. Is there some reason that my coffee isn't here? Has she died or something?
0: Oh, that's got to be Meryl.
2: That is gotta Meryl. Be Devil
0: Wears Prada. That
2: is the Devil Wears Prada. Love it. That is that's correct. So good. Next up, Danny. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have an after funeral party to attend.
1: Zulendar. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good it's joke. So good. We've it's almost just
1: the Zoolander School for Kids Who Can't Read, or what was it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> kids who can't read good and want to learn, learn to do other, other stuff, stuff good. <laughs> oh my I wanted God. to include
2: a uh, quote from that scene, but they're they're just too iconic. They're
1: just so <laughs> much. I still just oh my I, don't know, I just want to talk about Zoolander because I just remember like it's in the computer. Oh, that's one of the <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, Sarah, this is for you. That's what this multi-billion-dollar industry is all about, anyway, isn't it? Inner beauty.
0: Mm. That's actually a really tough one. That is. I'm gonna go with Devil Wears Prada.
2: Sarah, you are on the money today. On fire. Woo! That is correct. And Danny, last up. The quote is, "I'm hearing this, and I want to hear this." <laughs> oh, <a> Zoolander. <laughs> No, it's the Devil Wears Prada. That Prada. Yeah. Oh, when they're doing the cerulean. It's it's uh it's Emily Blunt's character. Oh, Ah, who's actually called Emily too, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: She
2: she she is Emily.
1: And that's where she met her husband. Is it? She isn't she married to Stanley Tucci's brother?
0: Mm, She's married to John Krasinski.
1: Right. That's what
2: I thought. Oh wait, from The Office. (laughs) (laughs) Is John
0: Krasinski Stanley
2: Tucci's brother?
1: That would be (laughs) crazy. Did he introduce them? There's something I'm gonna. Oh, Stanley Tucci married Emily Blunt's sister. That's what it is. There we go. (laughs) Yes, Felicity Blunt.
0: Love that.
2: That is so cute.
1: And Emily introduced them on the set, which is adorable.
2: Look at that. Well, Sarah, you have won The Devil and the Zoo. Well done. Your knowledge of Zoolander served you very well. Finally,
0: yes. After all all these years. (laughs) Yes. I knew this day would come. Just <laughs> happening. You that, can turn
2: both left and right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well,
0: thank you for Jorge for a very fun game. Such a fun
1: game. Now I'm just going to be on Stanley Tucci's Wikipedia for the rest of the day. Oh, and thank you guys for jumping in on some Italian fun with us.
0: Yes, that was very fun. Um, if you guys have any more episode suggestions, you know where to send them. Not another true crime on Instagram. Just DM us or you can throw it in the Facebook group. Not another true crime group. group and while you're already on your device doing stuff just rate review subscribe and give us five Please. stars
1: five stars for house of gucci just yeah that'll just help us out
0: <laughs> I, think we're be- I think our pronunciation was better than theirs i'm just gonna say that i know it's a hot thing mauricio yes yes <sighs> <sighs> yeah, there we go. i still don't get that uh i feel like that's a jersey thing i've never heard that before I before tiktok Really. Um but in any case, um yeah, so follow us on all the platforms, follow us on Instagram, not another true crime. Follow me on Instagram, Sarah Lameem.
1: And you can follow me at Kashmir Danny Kashmir with
0: the K. And I will Italianize this and say, actually you should be the one to say arrivederci because I can.
1: Arrivederci, ciao bella.
0: And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com.
2: Betches.